0: Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast, presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. I am your host of the Cowboy Chronicles podcast, Scott Wright of the Oklahoman, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh uh jacob i know very little today other than it is cold i can uh, this, this 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 podcast our microphones have been indoors for the better part of the day and it's still freezing my hand to hold this microphone right yeah
1: now. it's it's a little it's a little chilly uh to say the least uh for the for the Listeners who are interested, we're recording this on Monday evening. We usually record on a Tuesday night. Uh, we're doing a little earlier this week on the way back from a long day in Stillwater. And yesterday was a, a nice 75, 78 degrees. Today it feels like it's, we're, uh, we're on a planet, was it Hoth on uh, <laughs> Star Wars? It feels pretty rough here. Um, I'm not a fan. I want to go back to
0: a little warmer weather. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just, just comfortable weather.
0: That's all I ask. Oh yeah, absolutely. this isn't comfortable. No, not at all. Uh, but it was a uh, it, w- it was it was a long day in Stillwater, but a productive day. We had Mike Gundy's Monday press conference, which was uh, which was solid. Lots of good information, uh, both about the uh, the current team and uh, reflecting on the past with less miles. All those sorts of things. Uh, you had uh, men's basketball interviews and practice. I went over and hung out with the women's soccer team, and watched the NCAA selection show over there. Uh, we got a uh, got a lot done. It was a uh, it was a good day, good busy day in the, in Stillwater. Yeah, I'm I enjoyed it. Um,
1: Mike Boynton and Lindy Waters and Avery Anderson who we got talked to for basketball wise, and um, they're got their first road game on Wednesday. And uh, go to Charleston The team actually beat them last year mm-hmm. So they get to go on the road in this one uh, There might be a sellout crowd They're expecting a huge crowd against them Very On Wednesday night It's going to be a big test for a team with a lot of freshmen And uh, Wednesday's a big day for the basketball
0: team All the way around
1: Uh, Yeah, I th- I think There's something happening Wednesday during the day Early in the morning early early morning. early, early morning Yeah well, before um, no, they, out of bed. You know, Cade Cunningham's coming Supposedly. Um, he's committed. He's uh, he's not coming Wednesday. Uh, right. I should correct that. Um, yeah. He's coming in 2020.
0: Uh, yes. He's, but he's supposed to be signing paperwork. Yes. To uh, yes, make that validate official. that on
1: Wednesday. Um, Rondell Walker, four-star from Putnam West, is signing on Wednesday. And we don't know about anything else yet. Uh, maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, there could be some more additions mm-hmm. to the basketball team, this huge recruiting class. Um, perhaps the uh, God of Thunder uh could join the recruiting class jt thor um i will refer to him as god of thunder from here on out if he signs because (laughs) uh i love the last name of thor um he's gonna hammer some dunks down i've got to get these out of my system oh boy uh yeah it's gonna be bad it's gonna be real bad this is gonna be a long one yep it's gonna be real bad um you know bryce thompson still in play he he commits tuesday morning at 10 a.m uh by then, you know we'll know by the time you hear this podcast whether he's going to OSU, Kansas, OU, or UNC. Um, be interesting. UNC just committed a, got a commitment from a four star guard, kind of that spot that you thought maybe Bryce is going there. If mm-hmm. he's there, so I don't know if Bryce is going there. He canceled his unofficial to OU last week.
0: Um, I don't know what that means. Right. He went to OSU. Went to Kansas. Uh, don't know what that means. Nope. It's Going to be very interesting and all down to the wire. Um, slip it in really quickly here that uh, the uh, OSU soccer team does open against South Dakota State Friday, 7 p.m. at the Jackrabbits Stadium. Uh, I can't I can't keep them all straight up I there. That sounds a, right. I think that's the Jackrabbits. That right. Um, at Neil Patterson Stadium Friday night, 7 p.m. Number three national seed. Uh, well, I say national seed. They're they're, they're 4 four number three seeds, just like uh, in the NCAA basketball tournament, sort of. The NCAA's got to work out. They got to get. They got to get their seeding policies. Yeah. Like we need to have. If we're gonna have all these sixty-four team tournaments, let's uh, let's work out how the seeding is gonna be done in all of them, and just figure it out. It's uh, it's a mess. Uh, but anyway, let's get into some football stuff because that's what uh, we are here to do. We had a the, week off of football. What are you talking about? Right. It's, it feels it forever. feels like it's been a long time since Oklahoma State has played a game. The. Uh, the Les Miles return has been a fun thing to cover. Les Miles spoke uh, on the Big 12 teleconference this morning about it. Gundy spoke about it at his, at his press conference. I'm writing about it for the Tuesday paper. It might already be online by the time we're recording this uh, if you want to go check it out. But um, I, I find it fascinating. It's, uh, it's such a, Les is such an interesting guy and, and has such an interesting place in Oklahoma State history with sort of uh laying some pieces of the foundation for what gundy has built and uh, really getting the program back on track Um, gundy it seems is just uh is you know very appreciative for the most part for what les miles taught him and what uh he handed to him in 2005
1: yeah you know you, you were not getting the uh crazy fun stories necessarily out of gundy that you would hope of less miles but very like you're, you're right, very appreciative talked about you know when they were uh when less was the offensive coordinator and gundy was the quarterback's coach there yeah. was a lot of talk about that today how how gundy learned a lot from less offensively and less learned a lot from mike offensively they butted heads they always worked it out um they made it work and it was interesting how Gundy talked to about how when Les left, OSU went to LSU. Gundy changed some things. Yeah, um, wanted to do some things a little bit differently. Um, he started bringing in the more up tempo things like that. Um, but I thought that was that was really interesting to me how things actually kind of changed after Les.
0: Yeah, it was. He talked about the uh, the shorter practice times that uh, that they went to because of the the pace that he was pushing his players at couldn't, they couldn't sustain the long practices that, uh, that Les Miles preferred. Um, we even, you know, when we talked to Greg Gold on the podcast last week, he even talked about back when they had three a days in, uh, in camp. Yeah. Three a days. We for- I so, forgot about that. Yeah. Key. Nugget so he, there. Um, yeah. So Gundy, obviously, and obviously there've been some uh, changes made in the rules since then. <laughs> yeah. Now that, uh, that, uh, that would prevent a lot of things that Les, Probably tried to do back in the day, but um, the interesting thing that uh, that I found was Gundy talking about the the sort of bedrock principle of offense being running the ball. Yeah, because you don't think about that all the time with Oklahoma State. I mean, obviously, Chuba Hubbard makes you think about it. Justice Hill made you think about it. Kendall Hunter made you think about it. But it was it was still. It was a spread offense, a quarterback-based offense, throwing the ball around the yard, and you don't think about running the football being one of those primary principles of the offense. Uh, but he, he says that things that he learned under Les were, uh, were were critical to maintaining that as as one of those principles that uh, that has stuck with him through all the different different offensive coordinators he's had. You know all the different versions of this offense that we've had, that we've seen over uh, over the 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 past fifteen years, and uh, and it has and it it has stuck with uh, with what they're trying to do. So that was uh, I thought really interesting, but you, you you were right. I really thought we would get a couple of really good. Fun behind the scenes, less mild yeah, story. This and,
1: week. and we, tr- I even tried last Tuesday yeah. with Gundy yeah. and got nothing. He said he could fill up our notebooks for <laughs> for pages of it. I'm like, well, let's go, and we can't get anything out of him. Yes, you know this is the Mad Hatter here. We got right? we got to get something out of him, and yeah. you know we got Greg Gold talk about last week. You know and that was fun, mm-hmm. and I want to hear some more of that stuff. Oh yeah, and absolutely, Gundy's not not delivering on that. He's holding back. Oh
0: yeah. Um.
1: There's got to be some good stuff there. Oh, though. absolutely!
0: You know there is. You know there. Is. I mean, he was the one who tipped us off to the Greg Gold story. True. Which if you ha- if you haven't heard Greg Gold's Les Miles story, go listen to it. It's two podcasts back in our uh, in our log. Go check it out. You've got to hear that one. But um, yeah, you know there are some fantastic stories uh, that uh, that Gundy is uh, is hanging on to, just uh, maybe out of respect or uh, or whatever. Maybe maybe just the interest of time. He just yeah. doesn't, doesn't feel that uh, it's time to, uh, to doesn't have, feel he has time to share all of them right now. So, um, but interesting stuff. We'll uh, we'll get into some more of that and uh, look a little bit at the uh, the actual game itself. And in, in fact, so uh, we'll take a quick break. Come right back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Jacob, I think one of the really interesting things when you look at at this matchup is, and you could say this just about every week with the way that Chuba Hubbard has been running the ball, but and especially when you look at what he did against a really good run defense for TCU, so I'm really genuinely asking, can Kansas even tackle Chuba Hubbard? Like can they uh, like can they literally stop him? Is he gonna score a touchdown every time he touches the ball? There's a good that's a good question. They're giving up. They're giving up well over 200 yeah. yards per game
1: on it's, the ground. It's I when I was going through the number yesterday, I saw that and I thought, oh boy, <laughs> like, like what? Oof. Um I yeah I. Mm, I, he's gonna have some big runs. Yeah, he's a chance for some really big. You plays. know, is the over under on fifty plus yard runs for him four? Maybe.
0: Oh, I like that number. Four I and a like half. That number. Maybe four and a half. Set it at four to, and a half. Ooh, oh man, that's a good. That that is a good number to set it at. I really liked four, so I'm going to have to go under. Yeah, but, uh, but it's tempting. It's it really is. tempting.
1: It is because the question is, how long is he going to play if he starts breaking those off? Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, now the other issue, though, with that, not 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 with uh, with Hubbard's long runs, but with how long he plays, I'm I, I'm not to the point that I can fully trust this team to go blow somebody out. That's like true.
1: That. That's that's a very valid point.
0: Um, Kansas yeah. offense
1: isn't terrible. Right. They're they've been over the wall. they just get thumped by Kansas State two weeks ago. Yeah. People forget that you know they hung with Texas. They put up a lot of points on Texas. The Texas Tech game was bananas. Yes. Um, in the end there. Uh but I just I think this OSU defense is different. That maybe the they put they slammed the door earlier on Kansas than they have some of these other teams lately. And maybe lets OSU pull away maybe in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. Um, now we usually don't get into our uh, our picks for the game until the uh, the end of the week episode, so we'll uh, we'll save that. But uh, which which direction are you leaning though on the uh, the point spread, which is up to eighteen now? Whenever Ooh, I looked just a little while ago, seventeen last night. Yeah. Um, I think I'll take OSU on that. I I'm, think right I'm now, really torn right now. Yeah, on, on that. that's a good I, I think, spread. I think, I think Oklahoma State wins this game, and I think that they control it. I just don't know if I've decided yet whether they are going to go win this thing by by close to three touchdowns. Here's,
1: here's a question, Gundy. They they've played it pretty well all season. Does he want to really blow out less miles? Mm. Is there something to that, or am I looking too much into that? Is there something? Yeah, that I mean, I mean, you want to go? I not mean, that you want to stick it to less miles, but you want to go and dominate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I. That's a that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know uh, what exactly he would feel about that. Obviously, you wanna you wanna win and win comfortably. Um, you know, Zeke call off the dogs a little earlier because it's it's less and he knows the process that he's going through trying to build a program. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting uh, interesting stuff to think about. So. Um, you know, one of the uh, one of the key points of this game, I feel, is going to be Oklahoma State's pass rush, which has been so vital mm-hmm. in what they've been able to do in their last two victories, and helping them create turnovers and and uh, and, and all the different things that they've done. Um, I'll be really interested to see how Kansas handles that what uh, what new calls we might see from from Jim Knowles but the most important thing is that Oklahoma State is just getting better on the defensive line right now, Jacob.
1: Yeah, um, they're getting healthier and better.
0: Yeah. And that's been crucial. Um,
1: he mentioned what Cam Murray today, Tyler Lacey. Izzy um, Antoine. Israel Antoine has been really great lately, I think. Um, and you ask a question you know, how do you, for us on the outside, it's hard to judge defensive tackles. Yeah. And he talked a lot about Antoine and Cam Murray in that spot. And uh, and the guys on the outside, too. Um, he didn't mention him by name, but he mentioned him last week, Trace Ford. Mm-hmm. I think has been a lot better, um, which is kind of scary because he was really good to start of the year, too, and yeah. he's gotten a lot better. Um, and, and you know, Kansas' is quarterback and his name is totally escaping me Carter's right stand. now. Carter Stanley. Yes, Carter Stanley. It's like I just wrote it in the paper this morning. It <laughs> totally escaped me. Carter Stanley has played really well lately. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have to get some pressure on him. You got Puka Williams there who who uh, I loved the reference of a bouncy ball. Uh-huh. Gundy on him. That was, on him. One. That, was that one really made me happy today. That was one of my favorite things Gundy talked about was a bouncy ball. Um, just That was bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, um, and I actually uh, freelanced last year that game the Kansas had at, at OU, mm-hmm. the Puka had at OU. Um, so I've seen him, him dominate firsthand. So you've got to get some pressure on the quarterback to maybe force him to try to do some more things. Puka hadn't had the kind of numbers that I thought he was going to have this year, um, but you know, I think the defense. You're right. The defensive front's going to have to have a big game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So going to be going to be very interesting. We'll. Uh take a quick break come back talk about some uh, some freshmen that might be in for a little bit more action and uh, and some other things before we wrap it up here on the cowboy chronicles presented by zaxby's Back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. I'm your host Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Uh, Mike Gundy went into a little bit more detail on a couple of redshirting freshmen who could uh, who could see the lineup uh, a little bit more here down the stretch. Now we're still at the f- four game mark as far as yes. the games remaining. A lot of these guys who are in this uh, in this zone to redshirt. Have already played one game, played against McNeese State.
1: Yes. So I wouldn't expect to see him this
0: week. So this week is probably too soon, but uh, but next week uh, against West Virginia, then uh, then you got Bedlam, and you've also uh, got a bowl game, obviously at this point. So, uh, but uh, but a couple of a uh, couple of defensive backs with Xavier player and uh, Demarco or DJ Jones from uh, Booker T Washington in Tulsa. Yeah, what do we call him? do he's when he's on the roster, but he was always yeah. DJ in high school. Right, right exactly. I'm so, still confused. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You never know what to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I try to stick to the roster yeah. as much as possible because I assume that at some point they actually ask the player what he wants his name to be on the roster. It's true. And uh, and put it out that way. So, um, so yeah. So we'll go with Demarco Jones. But these are a couple of guys that I don't. I don't expect either one of them to factor in as uh, as backups in the in the secondary, no. but definitely at some point you're going to see them on special teams. You know, kickoff is a big spot for those guys because that's basically 70 yards of running, even if it's for a touchback, mm-hmm. you know. That's 70 yards of running for a guy who is, you know, a, a, a primary player. I mean, Braden Johnson is still playing on kick, the kickoff team. So, you know, you, if you can replace a guy like that who you're constantly asking to run a bunch anyway and, uh, you know, take out five to eight trips of, of a 70-yard sprint off of, off of his back, that's really helpful. So that's a, a big spot for these redshirting freshmen to slide into. So we'll see what they do with, uh, with those two guys uh, but uh, but it's fun to see those guys get some uh, get some action.
1: Yeah. Um wish you used that well last year. They use it well this year. Yeah. Maybe some other guys scattered in there, too, that Gunny didn't name. But those are the two he really pointed out. Um, I think it's good to get in the game speed. Like you mentioned, they're running the 70 yards. They're going to get the idea right. of the game speed a little bit more Yeah, uh, running that 70 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I want not expect them this week. Unless, unless they wanted to hold them out of a – Bedlam or something. Yeah, keep you know, uh, right. Maybe you might see him this week and things like that, but they're not going to burn the red shirt. Um, you know, he also mentioned but Langston Anderson's been a little bit banged up, right? Where we might yeah. have seen him more actually at receiver. Yeah. Uh, more, but uh, kind of the time Wallace role of his freshman year, getting, mm-hmm. you know, 25 some odd snaps and some catches and yeah. kind of get his feet wet there. But um, he's going to be kind of banged up, but he's back this week, so we don't know what we'll see with him moving forward. That'd be kind of interesting too.
0: Yeah, because he could factor in there. You've got Tyrell Alexander, uh, LC Greenwood, both saw an increase in their snaps uh, after Tylen Wallace's uh, torn ACL, and maybe um, maybe Langston Anderson is a guy who uh, who works in on a uh, you know a package or two here and there and, and gets some uh, some additional action. So that'll be interesting to see now we've uh we've really kind of buried the lead i think uh, as far as one of the most interesting uh, it's not going to it's not going to top gundy versus miles nope. so we'll call nope. it number two uh most interesting thing we have not yet talked about it and uh, we're almost half an hour into this uh, into this podcast but the uniforms that the cowboys busted out are uh it's a sharp look i'm a fan i i couldn't believe it. when i saw a video post last night i thought wow
1: um, I like to use the fire emoji on that on Twitter, and so I did. And uh, um, we're looking at all gray uh, to honor the, the aesthetic look of uh, military airplanes mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. The black numbers. you got the Cowboy Battalion logo and the name on the back for right. the uh, ROTC program on campus. From what I understand, it's a, I've got kind of mixed that there may be another cowboy battalion. I'm kind of up in the air a little. Still doing some research there. Yeah. Bulls of Honor logo, mm-hmm. um, American flag. Um, Nike apparently approached OSU about doing this. Yeah. And uh, said, hey, we want to do a commemorative jersey on that, and they were all for it. Uh, oh, Gundy, yeah. Gundy's all about... Uh,
0: honoring the troops, Gundy couldn't say yes fast enough. On, no, on that,
1: not at all. Um, he was sporting the hoodie today. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that hoodie. Not it, was, lie. A, it was
0: a sharp look. Um, but these these uniforms are awesome.
1: They are they are very well done.
0: Yeah, I'll be curious to see uh, what the uh, overall reaction is from Oklahoma State fans, particularly on game day. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's uh, mixed emotions about Oklahoma State's typical gray uniforms. Um, so we'll see. They usually struggle in them, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's part of it is that they haven't had great games in them uh, lately. So uh, that's part of uh, of the issue. But uh, this is a different look. Um, one one thing I'll be really interested to see the only orange that I recall was is the helmet logo. The only orange on the on the entire thing. Or is there yes. some on the pants too? There's some on the pants too. The okay. logo is on the
1: okay. pants too. And there's that stripe. They said that was for uh, to honor the Altus Air Force Base mm-hmm. um, where they, a certain plane, and I don't have it in front of me, I apologize, that they train with and maintenance there. Uh, it was kind of a uh, nod to them. Right, yeah. On the pants. Okay. The,
0: uh, the lettering style is, uh, is Air Force based as well. And, um, cool stuff. Really cool stuff. I, I, like, I like the look. Uh, but uh, they had the matte black helmets with the orange OSU brand logo. Um, now, this does uh, this takes a bullet out of my six shooter. Yeah, I, I thought come about up that with something last else night. for what the six shooter. Uh, my pregame blog. I'll you have should to, just uh, say uniform prediction and just go. Count, out, with count, it it and and count it as a victory. Count it as a victory. Can't <laughs> take it as a victory. Um, so yeah, we'll have to, uh, I'll have to. figure out something else to, to write about for uh, for. One uh, one slot in the six shooter for for Friday, but um, you know it's very rare that Oklahoma State, much less uh, that they that they reveal a uniform early, uh, much less a new uniform. You know the mm-hmm. uh, we knew that Greg Gold was involved in the helmet logo yep. for for uh, homecoming long before um, uh, the homecoming game, but. That information was being kept top secret, so it's uh, it's it's a rarity for Oklahoma State to reveal their uniform or uh, or something new. Uh, but they uh, they want to give fans a chance to uh, to partake, and there's yeah. uh, jerseys you can buy, t-shirts, the uh, the hoodie that Mike Gundy was wearing today, uh, all available for purchase, and that uh, that makes a difference. So they want everybody else to be able to be a part of honoring the the, uh, the troops and uh and everything that uh, that these uniforms stand for. So, it's a cool deal. I'm pretty excited about about seeing what it looks like on the field.
1: Yeah, I I'm hoping we can read the numbers. Yeah, Not gonna that's, lie. The, that's the biggest that's thing. That's all
0: I ever care about a lot of times. Can I just read the number? Yes. I think I think the contrast will be good. Yes. You know, the uh, the other gray uniforms have the orange numbers and they're a little bit difficult to read. Yeah. I yeah. think the this black numbers good. will be easier.
1: This seemed to go the white outline. Seems like it would work.
0: Yeah. Completely random information uh, in a uh, Facebook memory that popped up on on my uh, on my Facebook feed the other day. I was doing a Facebook live video from a pregame back when I was with you on the high school beat. Oh, it was a, it was a Mustang Southmore game at Mustang, and I was talking about the Mustang uniforms, which I don't even remember what they were were looking like at the time. I think it was uh, maybe a. Uh, uh, red jersey with silver numbers, maybe. Mm. Um, and then i uh, I was not very nice in what I said about Southmore and their uniforms because it was a white jersey with gold numbers. Oh, I hate and those I did jerseys not like it at all.
1: Those are terrible. Those, those are some of the those worst
0: are brutal to read from the sideline or from the uh, from the press box.
1: Those are like the uh, Westmore jerseys that have black n- black jerseys with black numbers with and the red the red the, the red trim red yeah. trim. You mm. can't it's impossible to read those.
0: yes. Yes, just let me be able to know who's got the ball and yes. who's making a tackle from the press box without having to watch the entire game through binoculars and I'm good. So. Yes.
1: Sorry, but, that's uh, that's a
0: sports writer rant for yeah, you. Yeah, sports sports writer problems right there. But that's uh, that's how it goes. We're we'll survive. We'll uh, we'll make it through. Um, but um, as always, on our late week podcast, we will have the mailbag segment. You can ask us whatever you want to ask us about Oklahoma State football or anything else you wanna you wanna touch on. You can reach me at on Twitter at ScottRightok. Okay. Find Jacob at Jacob Unrue Email s at oklahoma.com. Jacob is junruh at oklahoma.com. Send us your questions, whatever you got. We're ready for all of it. We'll answer as many of them as we possibly can in Friday's edition of the Cowboy Chronicles podcast, which is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.